you're either laying a good foundation or you're laying a bad foundation. There's no escaping it. If you have bad habits in your life and in your marriage and your relationships, you're still laying a foundation and it's a crummy one and it's going to fall apart at some point under stress. Welcome back to the Next Peak Podcast. I'm your host, Clint Herndon, and I'm flying solo today. This is the podcast where we help you redefine success and achieve goals that are actually important to you based on research and real life stories. Yeah, you heard that correctly. I am flying solo for the first time, actually. Usually I have a guest in the house or I am with my good friend, Dr. Parker Houston, but just scheduling conflicts and all that kind of stuff came up this week. So you've got me and I've got a a topic that I'm actually passionate, very passionate about. We're going to be talking about foundation. And if you look at a skyscraper, I don't know how many of you've ever been around a skyscraper being built right? We can see the plans. Usually they hang them outside the uh, construction zone. So as you walk by, you can see how fancy, beautiful this huge sky rise building is going to be. But if you notice the first thing they do, they dig super deep and they start solidifying and making this thing super solid. Some of the tallest buildings in the world, if we look at those, we've got the Shanghai Tower is 2,073 feet high. And it's 282 feet below the surface, right? So they dug 282 feet, built this thick concrete structure, and then built the sky rise on top of that. It requires a solid foundation in order to go high. And I love that picture because it's such a good picture for the things that we have in our lives. And this saying that keeps going through my mind is, your future depends on the foundation that you are laying today. So let me say that again. Your future depends on the foundation you are laying today. And that future can be wonderful and incredible and and reach heights, or it can be something that completely falls apart. And if you followed the podcast, I've shared parts of my story on here. So about a decade ago, I was jobless. I was actually living in Peru. I had been through a divorce. There was all kinds of stuff going on. And at the time that all this stuff started to happen, I think from the outside, people that didn't know me very well would have thought, oh my gosh, this just happened out of nowhere. Like he he was successful and he was married and he had all you know, had a nice house. And then all of a sudden this guy's jobless and no no prospects and isn't uh isn't married any longer and all these things. And my finances were kind of in disarray. But the truth of the matter was that I had built a shoddy foundation. And it just came to roost, right? I built a foundation that had cracks and I didn't want to take the time to fill in all the important parts. And so when stress came, my my building, my sky rise collapsed. And so there's a great example of this. I'm a sports guy, right? So without Parker on the podcast to hold me back, I'm going to talk a little bit about sports today. But there's a great documentary that ESPN did. I, gosh, it's probably seven or eight years old now, but it's called Broke. If you get a chance, if you're a sports person or or even just interested in people handling money, it's a really fascinating documentary. And in that documentary, they talk about how pro athletes get these huge contracts. And then within a few years of leaving their sport, they're, they're already broke. They're bankrupt. They're struggling with finances. 
And uh, there's so many great stories in that documentary, so I won't ruin it for you. But the statistics that stand out to me, um, this was at the time, hopefully this has improved because I know the leagues have been working hard with their athletes to educate them and lay a foundation for financial success. But at the time, they said that 78% of former NFL players are in bankruptcy or financial stress within five years of retirement. And 60% of NBA players uh, are in that financial dire straits as well. So if you think about the kind of money that these guys make, for those of us that are in the working world and we hear of a $10 million salary per year or like a uh, Steph Curry salary that's what, $35, $40 million a year, I'm doing the math of my head thinking, wow, well, I'd only have to play one year. And then I could be retired for the rest of my life. I know how to manage that. I know how to, to invest that so that I never have to work another day in my life. But that's the foundation that I have laid in my life, right? I had parents that managed money well. I've, I'm a CPA, so I've learned a lot of things along the way. And then I also have been through Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University course, where you learn about personal finance and, and budgeting and wealth building and those types of things. So I have that background. So I analyze the problem from a different angle. Whereas a lot of these young guys that are coming out, some of them are 18, 19 years old, come from an environment where they had no money. They were you know, possibly on government subsidy. So they weren't earning any money. They were just living for free on whatever's provided. And then all of a sudden they get handed a $10 million contract. So they don't know what to do with that money except, oh my gosh, I've got all this money. I can buy all these things. I can help all these people out, do whatever. But they don't think about the fact that their career is, is limited, right? There's a day that's going to end and that money's not going to keep coming in. So I, I tell you about that story because I, I don't want to just focus on finances today. I want to talk about the foundations we lay in all areas of our lives. And, and I'll kind of give you some uh, practical tips, some things that I've learned and that people are, are even teaching me still today <clears throat> and the foundations that we lay for our lives. But I do want to say this, th this goes both ways, right? You can lay a completely solid foundation and still experience stress in life, but your foundation won't crack. Or you can hurry through life, build something just willy-nilly, being in a hurry, getting this thing done. I want to reach my goal and not having the solid foundation. And then when stress hits again, it's going to crumble. It's going to cause problems in your life. So I really want all of us to, to stop and think, what is the foundation that I'm laying today? This is going to be a real short one. So these are the areas that I wanted to focus in, career, finances, health, relationships, spiritual life, and then parenting. So if we talk about career, right, the foundation we lay for our career isn't once we get the job or once we get our quote unquote dream job. It's what we did before we got that, before we got in that position. So if you think about learning new skills, right, if you want to be, take my profession, for instance, if you want to be a good CPA, uh, a good accountant, you have to know debits and credits and tax law and, and all these other things. And that doesn't come just because you went through a four-year school and it doesn't come just because you got the job. And I can attest to that because I got a job right out of, out of college with Deloitte in 1998. And I was so arrogant at the time. I didn't even study for my CPA exam because I thought, well, geez, I 
I just did four years of college. I already know all this stuff. I'm already working in the field. I don't even need to study. I'm just going to ace this exam. And and I did not. In fact, I did not pass. So I, I passed later on in life, but I did not pass when I was given the first opportunity. But what you'll find, I think a lot of us are finding in today's day and age is this microwave generation where we want everything yesterday. We want it quickly. We want it immediately. And we don't want to put in the time. And I was talking to a, uh, a gentleman who runs a company next door to mine. And he was saying that he's been interviewing college kids for these project management positions that are pretty high level positions. You're talking $100,000 jobs potentially after a few years of experience. But these college kids are coming out and they're saying, hey, I want $100,000 a year to, to do this job. I have no experience, but I have a four-year degree that says I know what I'm doing. And I can run your million dollar projects that you have going on with no problem. And the truth of the matter is they would completely fail if they were given that much responsibility. If they were given the $100,000 a year job, they would fail because they don't have the experience to draw on. They have some education, but they need to be in the trenches. And that's the same thing with my profession, right? I don't enjoy... I didn't enjoy bookkeeping. I didn't enjoy doing debits and credits and T accounts and all that stuff for you nerdy people that are following me. But that stuff is completely if necessary and invaluable at this point in my career where I can pretty much solve any accounting problem that's put before me because I had that foundation and my clients benefit from that. My team benefits from that because I spent time doing that stuff in the trenches. Now, it was not fun. I'm not going to tell you that I enjoyed every second of it or that it, I, at the time I was thinking, wow, this is so valuable. I can't wait to apply this down the road and when I own my own business. It, but the truth is that I was thinking, oh my gosh, this is completely miserable. Like, why am I doing this? There's got to be something else out there. But I stuck with it and learned the tricks of the trade. So if you're going to be thinking career-wise and your dream job, start learning the skills that are going to be necessary for you to succeed. And then don't be afraid to be in the trenches. Don't be afraid to take uh, a job that's going to teach you some critical skills that'll be valuable down the road. Then we look at the area of finances. This is, again, getting back to that show, Broke. It's so important to learn from people and not just trust your money to people. So I know you hear stories of a lot of athletes that go broke because they trusted their financial advisor to manage all their affairs. And the truth is that most of us, all of us, in fact, need to understand the basics of finance. We need to understand what it runs, what it costs to run our household budget. And you can do that through going through a class. You can do that by asking people who are good at it. I think one of the, the best teachers is just being around people who are good at things, right? If you know somebody, you watch them from afar and you think, wow, they manage money well. They're not outspending every dime they have. They're talking about their kids' college future and saving for retirement and those types of things. Just getting around those people and asking questions will greatly help you get some knowledge. But I would definitely recommend learning to budget. That's probably one of the greatest tools that you can learn and one of the most solid things you can put into your foundation for your financial future. If you don't, what'll happen is something called lifestyle creep. I'm sure you've heard it under different terms too, but what happens is you, you live either at your means or a little above your means, and then you get a job that pays more money. And so you raise your lifestyle to meet that income. 
and then you get more money or if something happens, you get an inheritance, you raise your lifestyle now to reach the amount of money that's coming into your house. The problem with that is you never really get ahead. So you're always leveraging your money, right? You're not allowing that money to go to work for you in investments and future. You're just raising your lifestyle by buying stuff or by going on extravagant vacations or whatever it is that's your thing. You're spending money instead of living on a budget. And the budget is actually, a lot, there's a lot of freedom in that budget because once you know how much it costs to run your household, you can have that freedom to make decisions about buying things or again, going on vacations, whatever it is that you're looking for, looking to do. So the next area would be health. Again, th these are choices we're making today, right? Your future depends on the foundation you are laying today. When you're, I'm 45 years old now, uh, when I'm 65, I can't then decide, gosh, I, okay, and I've got all these health problems. I wish I had been eating healthy. I wish I had been exercising at, at that point, right? I can start doing those things at 65, but if I've had 65 years of bad eating and bad exercise habits, there's a good chance that my health is not going to be all that great. Whereas if I invest in healthy foods and make sure that I'm getting in regular exercise and taking care of my body, there's a good chance that I'm still going to be healthy and, and doing well at 65. Now, I, I, I know you're going to say, oh, I've heard these horror stories about people who ate healthy their whole life and then died of cancer. Well, that's true, but that's not the, that's not the normal majority of people that eat healthy and exercise. Unfortunately, we don't know why that happens, but it does happen to people who do those things. However, there's a stronger possibility that you're going to have poor health if you don't eat healthy foods and you don't take care of your body. So you're going to lay a foundation. If you're eating that junk and you're not exercising, you're laying a foundation of unhealthy living. And eventually when that, when your body is put under stress, it's going to start cracking. So make sure that you're taking the time to assess how you're living. It doesn't mean you can't have that piece of cake on your birthday or have a glass of wine on the weekends or whatever it is that is your thing. You don't have to forego all of that, but make sure your lifestyle in general is healthy. Make sure you're laying that healthy foundation. In relationships is the next area. This is uh, hugely important, right? I, as a CPA, I get to hear about marriages that are failing, uh, unfortunately. Probably maybe five times a year, people, couples will sit down with me and say, hey, we're being divorced and we want to figure out what we need to do tax-wise. <clears throat> and some of these marriages are like 20-something years in the making, right? And just think, gosh, you guys were together for 20 years and now you're splitting. Like you're gonna, you're gonna start a whole new chapter of life very late in life. And but then the more I learn about them and their the foundation that they laid in their marriage, it starts to make a little bit of sense, right? They didn't invest in their marriage. They didn't want to lay a solid foundation of making sure they had regular times to connect with each other. Regular times for date nights, they didn't have strong communication. So the difficult things in life that needed to be talked about, they didn't talk about. They just kept burying them and they're laying a foundation, right? So you're either laying a good foundation or you're laying a bad foundation. There's no escaping it. If you have bad habits in your life and in your marriage and your relationships, you're still laying a foundation. And it's a crummy one and it's going to fall apart at some point under stress. But if you're taking the time to figure out what do healthy couples do, how do they find 
ways to connect with each other on a regular basis. It's true that the longer you're married, it's not going to be like when you first met and you're seeing sparkles and unicorns and rainbows and all that stuff every time you see the person. It's so exciting and you can't wait to see them. That does change. But there are significant things that you can invest in your relationship and in your spouse to make sure that as you get down the road, you're still in a thriving relationship. This also goes with parenting. So the biggest thing that I'm learning, and this is more like, hey, Clint is in process here. (laughs) This is not, I've arrived by any stretch of the imagination. I have some incredible friends who are just wonderful parents. And you can see that because their kids are, are thriving. Their kids aren't perfect, but they're making good decisions. They're going on to make some really great life decisions. And the thing that they've taught me is time and listening. Those are the two skills that I'm not strong at when it comes to parenting, right? I, I Just finding time to make sure I'm hanging out with my kids is a priority now. And it wasn't always, right? I I would find other things to do to stay busy. I had stuff to do around the house. I had stuff to do at the office. But I'm finding, one, I enjoy that time with my kids. And two, it's critically important to them. And when we're together as a family, it's important to just listen. And uh, I think it's Rachel Cruz says this. I've interviewed her on the show. If you missed that, go back and listen to it. But she says, you know, more is caught than taught. So what she means by that is we're not going to be able to lecture our kids into good living. And instead we get to be a role model for them. We get to live a life that they pick up on either cognitively or not. They're going to start picking up the habits and the things that we do. So if we're living a life that is a model for them and a life that we hope that they live, they're going to start picking up on them a lot more than if we're lecturing them. And so Those are the two things that I'm learning in parenting is to lay that solid foundation. I need time with them, whether it's just hanging out, playing games, you know, doing things together, going on a walk together, whatever it is. We need proximity. We need to be around each other. And in that time, I need to let them be themselves. I need to let them talk about the things that they want to talk about, obviously within the boundaries of our household of what's allowed in our household. And I just need to listen. I don't need to instruct all the time. And so that's something that I'm learning right now. Hopefully, if that speaks to you, you can learn that alongside of me and let me know how that's going for you. But I can tell you it's made a big shift in our household. I think it's been a really positive thing for me to learn that's helped everybody in our household. And then there's the the last category I want to talk about today is spiritual life. So this is critical foundation as a Christian man. I believe this is an absolutely important foundation. If you don't share my beliefs, that's totally fine. I I am still convinced that you have a soul that you need to take care of. So make sure that you're laying a foundation in the way that you connect best with God. And, And for some people, that's not at a church. I enjoy going to church. I enjoy the community and serving through the church. Not everybody does. Sometimes it's, it's, they just, they connect better by being outside in nature and being up on a mountain or sitting by a lake or whatever it is but start laying that foundation for your soul to have time to process and to get refreshed. If we go back to the Bible, Jesus is talking about this. He says in Matthew 7, 24 through 27, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. 
The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Not sure I could say that any better about all aspects of our life, right? We've got to build a solid foundation. And because, again, my co-host, Dr. Parker Houston, isn't here to uh, rein me in, I'm going to leave you with a story, one of, one of my favorite stories from baseball in the last 10, 15 years. So the Oakland A's brought up a catcher who was in his 30s. His name was Stephen Vogt. So if you're an A's fan, you probably know the name. But Stephen Vogt became a great fan favorite and went on to become an all-star. The interesting thing about Stephen was that he had toiled in the minors for, gosh, 10, 12 years before. He had gotten previous call-ups. He had had his major league debut, but he had never actually stuck anywhere. And so he finally gets his chance with the A's in his, in his 30s and just lights the world on fire. He's a clubhouse favorite. He's a fan favorite. And he's a great baseball player. He, he ends up being a great catcher. You know, he hits for average, hits for power, all that stuff. But And so people might see that and go, oh, well, he's like this overnight success. Oh, yeah, it just came out of nowhere. But if you were to look in Steven's world, that's not true at all. He was laying the foundation for that major league baseball success. It took years and years for him. Some of these players just have raw talent. And as they're building their foundation, they can already start performing well. His was more a different skill set, right? Maybe not the best athlete, not the biggest, strongest guy, not the fastest guy, but he was working hard every day to become a better player, to fine tune the skills that were going to be needed at that next level. So he was laying that foundation. And when he finally made it again, became an all-star, went on to have a great short career at the major league level, but still had a great and incredible career. So that's my uh, parting story for the day. And I'm sure Parker's going to absolutely love hearing my baseball analogies and sports uh, statistics when he goes back and listens to this. But that's what I've got for you guys today. Short, sweet, and I'm going to check out. But remember, your future depends on the foundation that you are laying today. And with that, if you want to connect with us, you can uh, find us on our website, nextpeakpodcast.com. You can connect with Parker at leadyoufirst.com. And if you enjoy the content that we put out, we'd love for you to download, subscribe, and share our podcast with friends. And please leave us a review. That's how we get, we start moving up in the ranks with Apple, Google, Spotify, all those folks is the, the reviews that we get. So until next week, keep climbing your next peak.